Yep, okay, now I'm on. <laughs> they, were like, he, they were like, some of us can hear you, some of us cannot. All right, pasta. Like, like what kind of pasta? Like, which one? Oh, really? Nice, very good, okay. Anybody else on this side? Anybody likes to cook on this side? Oh, is this the only side that likes to cook? Anybody on this side likes to cook? Yes, what do you like to cook back there? Homemade chicken noodle soup. Not just like store-bought stuff. Homemade. Very good. Very good. One more right over here. Just creative stuff. Open the cupboards and create something. Just like, just put stuff in there. Nice. Yeah, do you have a name for that or is that like? <laughs> nice. I like the word you use. You said creative stuff, right? Because cause cooking is an art, isn't it? Let me tell you something. Uh, one of the greatest artists I ever knew was my mom. She could cook, man. And she would s- start in the morning and just kind of go through the day. And then at 6 o'clock, you were not late, man. You were there. And you ate this amazing meal she cooked every single day. And, 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 and it was always, like, just fantastic. It always had this, like just great taste to it. And I would always ask, Mom, how do you do this? What do you, you know, I'm, I'm going to be cooking one of these days. I need to know. She goes, the ingredient is, you guys know what it is, right? Love, right? Now, if you ask a chef or, or a mom that cooks, is this an art? Most of you would say yes. Most of you would say yes, that, that is an art. But if, if I were to ask you if, you, if you're an artist, if you're a mechanic, you would say no. If I were to ask you if you were an artist, if you were a carpenter, you would say no. If I were to ask you if you were an artist, if you're an engineer, you'd probably say no. If you were an artist, if, you were, uh, if I were to ask you if you were an artist and you were a doctor, you'd probably say no. If I were to ask you if you were an artist and you're an entrepreneur, you'd probably say no. If, you were, if I were to ask you if you were an artist, and you were a barber, you'd probably say no. But listen, I go to John Mitchell to get my hair cut. And, uh, and John, <laughs> John is an artist. Now, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, the very first time I went to John, I wasn't sure. You know, it was like this old-fashioned barber shop place, you know, and, and I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to go and see what he's like. You know, I was... I, I, you know, look, uh, I, I think anybody that does this has to be an artist. I, I, was, I know Barbara, for example, I don't know if she's here or not, I, but, but Barbara is, it cuts hair, but, but she's not a barber. You know, she's a hairstylist. See, that's, that's art. You see what I'm saying? But this was a barber. So I'm thinking, okay, barber, now what am I going to do here, you know? And I remember sitting in that chair that first time. I'm, I'm actually claiming promises. God, you promised that you have every hair on my head counted. John does not have much hair on his head. I feel like I'm going to a marriage counseling to somebody that's never been married before. Please, God, help me. You know, I'm I'm just praying this thing, and we're talking. Uh, But he did a great job, and I've been going to him ever since. He's close. He's cheap. He's good. I love it. And he's an artist. Can you tell? Right? He's an artist. In fact, you know he's an artist because after you get a haircut, like every time I come to church, 
he could just, he never looks at me in my eyes. He's always looking above me. Just check to make sure that everything is, you know, sometimes I'll see him go like this, you know, like everything is going well with the art. We're going to talk about something called creativity today. All right? The idea of championing imagination, especially we are talking about reflecting God's imagination. What are we, 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 we are most, I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you something right now. Four things I'm going to sh- share with you today. And the first one is very simple, and that is this. We are most like God when we are what? Creating. We are most like God when we are creating. Now, people don't like that statement, especially if you're sitting here thinking, well, I'm not a very creative person. Well, let me see if I can talk you out of that for a moment. In the Bible... It says, then God said, and he had just finished saying all kinds of things that brought into, brought into creation all kinds of other stuff. And there were stars, and there was light, and there was plants, and there was animals, and he's doing all this. And then he says, let us make human beings in our image to be like what? Us. So God, when he created us, he wanted to be us to be like who? Like him. And one of the greatest things that we know about God is that he is the creator. So one of those things that we get to be like him is in what? Creation. In, in being creative. You know, sometimes I've heard people say, well, that's just procreation. Uh, first of all, it, you can't never say to a woman that's just procreation. Given birth as an art, that's a whole other thing together. But I believe that God wants us to be more like him in so many other ways when it comes to creativity. And, and, and not just the bright-brainers. You know what I'm talking about? Like back in, in, in the late 70s, somebody came up with this whole idea that we have right brains and left brains. And, and if you're left brain, you're not creative. And if you're right brain, you are creative. That's just not true at all. We just have different types of creativity. When God created human beings, it says this, one day the eternal God scooped dirt out of the ground. I like this translation. Scooped dirt out of the ground, sculpted it into the shape we call humans. We just sang about this. Breathed the breath that gives life into the nostrils of the humans, and the human became a living soul. Isn't that awesome? The very first thing that God does when he's creating us, he's, he's molding us like, like clay. Have you, ever, have you ever seen children out in mud? Most kids just love mud. They love to play with it, mold it, eat it, whatever, man. You know, they just, they just love to be out there where there is muddy stuff. They love to do that. Why? Because they are reflecting the image of God. Just something to think about. And then the first task that God gives humans is a creative one. Did you notice that? The very first task that God gives humans is to name the animals. That must have been fun. Mm. We're going to call this one cow. <laughs> I mean, where, where is he coming up with this stuff, right? And then, then there's like this one, horse. 
right? This one, oh, elephant, elephant, right? Like he's sitting there trying to make this all work. This one here, he's funny looking. We're going to call him orangutan, orangutan, right? And then he's like, okay, well, maybe, okay, maybe we need to make these a little shorter. Let's call this one, well, he's kind of, let's call him sloth. <laughs> sloth, hey, get, move on. <laughs> Got to go to, hey, sloth, get it going. Got to keep going to the next one, right? And then there was like sheep. And then he comes to one and he goes, Bob. Ah, Bobcat, Bobcat, that's better, right? And then it's like Chip. Ah, Chipmunk, yeah, Chipmunk, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Can you imagine the process and, and just God sitting there going, oh, man. You know, like, really? Platypus, really? That's what you're going to name him? I like that. Platypus. This is the first task, and God never says to them, no, 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 you got to change the name of that one. That can't be. You know? Like Jack. Nah, I won't go to that. <laughs> I'll let you creative people think that one through a little bit. So here's the point I'm making. Is that God trusts us with creativity. Do you trust yourself? Have you ever noticed every child, every child in their own way is creative? Have you noticed this? Every child is an artist. They express themselves not only through crayons, and they will choose every surface to write on. They don't really care about the surface. They just want to write and draw and color. They express themselves through movement. They express themselves through song. They love, everything they do is art. In fact, there's this quote from Picasso. It says, every child is an artist. Pablo Picasso says, the problem is how to remain an artist once we grow up. And if you've seen some of Picasso's art, you know exactly what he's talking about. Every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once we grow up. Something along the way, somewhere we begin to experience insecurity. Somebody says, oh, that's ugly, or oh, that's stupid. And we start to think that we are not creative. Uh, listen, I, I can tell you this. Uh, I'll give you my own personal experience. Uh, I grew up in a, in a family with uh, three brothers and a sister, and uh, there was a lot of competition in our family. And uh, when it came to one day, my oldest brother, Claudio, says, look, we're going to form a band. The Beatles were strong. They were big. And so I'm like, okay, let's form a band. And so we formed this band, and he's like, okay, if you can do this, you can be the drummer. And Sal tried. He couldn't do it. And Lou was too little, and Roseanne couldn't care less. And so here I am. I'm like, big deal, right? He's like, all right, you're the drummer. Next thing I know, I'm the drummer now. And I'm now playing the drums, four years old, five years old, and everything. And then one day, we was like, I wanted to sing a song. I wanted to sing a song called Yesterday. Remember Yesterday? I wanted to sing Yesterday. But because I was already designated as a drummer, immediately I was told, no, you can't sing. I'm like, let me try. No, you can't sing. Let me try. All right, go ahead. And the moment I put out one or two notes, it was like, oh, that's terrible. And, and that was it. And, you know, ever since then, I've always thought I can't sing. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? And I never even worked on it, never developed it. I've not, because why? Because insecurity creeps, creeps in. Some of you guys have tremendous amount of gifts and talents in creative ways, and you don't, but you don't believe that you do. Somewhere along the line, somebody said to you, okay, now it's time to grow up. But Jesus says that unless you become like little children, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, that has a lot of implications, but I can tell you one that it definitely has, and that is that Jesus wants us to be creative because we are most like God when we are creating. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? You are the only one on the face of this earth who can express a certain facet of God, a certain aspect of God, that nobody else in all of creation, in all of time, could ever, ever express. Because God is multidimensional. And since God is multidimensional, he needs every one of us, not just the right-brainers, to express him. See, God is just like an engineer. God is just like a scientist. God is just like a mathematician. God is just like a carpenter. In fact, that was his profession when he was on earth, right? And yet we just don't ever think about those people as artists, and they are. Someone once said the great divide is not between those who are artists and those who are not, but really between those who understand that they are creative and those who have become convinced that they are not. So what is your idea of you? I'm going to ask that again. What is your idea of you? Who is it that you have decided to become? Because your life is the greatest work of art. God formed you. God breathed. He said, I knew you before you were born. I've given you a purpose and who have you decided to become? If your greatest work of art is the life that you live, what life will you choose to leave behind as your masterpiece? I hear people all the time. I hear people all the time. The world is in a mess. And, and I, you know, why doesn't God do something about it? You know? The world is in a total mess. Why doesn't it? We got to stop thinking that way. Can I just say something? Listen, listen to me. Evil people don't ask God for permission to do evil things. They do not. They couldn't care less what God thinks. And so they do what they got to do. And so we got to stop asking God, why don't you do something? And maybe listen to God scream back at us, hey, I did do something. I created you. You go and do something. You become creative. You make something happen. You are a created and creative being. Let it, let it happen. Number two, creativity allows us to design the best space and atmosphere for God's presence to abide. Creativity allows us to design. So number one is he, it causes us to be most like God when we are creating. And number two is it, creativity allows us to design the best space and atmosphere for God's presence to abide. Let me read you some Bible text. This is from Exodus. 
And if you don't think God wants us to be creative, check this out. I love this. Number one, then the Lord said to Moses, see, I have chosen, what's his name? The son of Uri from the tribe of Judah. Uri was the son of Hur. I have filled him with the spirit of God and have given him the skill, ability, and knowledge to do all kinds of work. He is able to what? Design pieces to be made from gold, silver, and bronze. So God is saying, look, I've got somebody here that's an artist. I've got somebody here that's creative. And his creative gift is designing. Okay, I can catch that. The next one he says is to cut jewels and put them in metal, to carve wood, and to do all kinds of work. I've also chosen the other guy who is the son of this guy from the tribe of Dan to work with him. I have given skills to all the craftsmen, and they will be able to make all these things I have commanded you. So now it's not just design, it's also what? Craftsmen. And then he says, these are the things, the meeting tent, the ark of, the, uh, of agreement or the ark of the covenant, the lid that covers the ark and everything in the tent. This includes the table and everything in it, the pure gold lampstand, everything with it, the altar and incense, the altar for burnt offerings and everything used with it, and the bowl and the stand under it. I want you to have these guys also too to be creative as, a, as builders and carpenters. And then he says, okay, and one more thing, we need tailors. They will make the woven clothes and the holy clothes for Aaron and the clothes for his son to wear when they serve as priests. And then he says, and we also need perfumers. <laughs> I love this one. They will also make the special olive oil used in appointed, appointing people and things to, to the service of the Lord and the sweet-smelling incense for the holy place. I need all these creative people for my place. Isn't that awesome? And none of these people sat there and said, well, I'm too old to be creative. I'm too insecure to be creative. No, see, God wants us to express ourselves with as much creativity as we can. In fact, one of the things that I love about this church is the creativity that is expressed in worship. David started this a long time ago with musicians. David assigned the following men to lead the music at the house of the Lord. After the ark was placed there, they ministered with music at the tabernacle until Solomon built the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, and they carried out their work following all the regulations handled down to them. They were artists playing music for the glory of God. You heard uh, Doug say that this morning. We're not here to perform. We're here to bring you closer to God. And that's what artists really do at the end of the day. <clears throat> Jesus and his disciples, we are told, sang hymns at times. <clears throat> Job says there was a time when the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy. And I bet some of them didn't have the best voices. That's the time that I sing the best is when everybody else is singing. Oh, yeah, I'm ready to bolted out at that point. Revelation says there's a time coming when every creature will sing praises and honor to the Lamb. So you better start practicing now because that means you. So number three, 
is creativity propels us out of the epicenter of self and to rethink church. And this is probably for me today in 2020, the reason why I have the most passion for our church to be creative, for our leaders to think creatively. And again, I I just got to give shout out to our leaders. They're always trying to figure out how can we be creative? How can we make this more and more reflecting who God really is and who God wants us to be? There was this moment in the early church when they were worried about things that were happening. And there was this, 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 this fight between obeying what they believed was the law of God and, and then having these Gentiles come in, these non-believers be part of this new movement called Christianity. At that time, they were all Jews, and so they wouldn't even think of it from that perspective. But there was this big fight, you know, you had these people that were like, you know, they had lost, you know, creativity is like a muscle. If you don't exercise it, you're not going to have it, right? So they had lost this, this, this sense of creativity, and, and it was all about rules and regulations and this, and, you know, you've got to stay within the, don't ever color outside the lines, <laughs> And there was a, an apostle who was the leader of this whole group who sat there and he listened as everybody was making their points. Paul was about to have to go back and, and, and tell these non-believers, these Gentiles who wanted to become believers, uh, you guys, uh, they made a vote. Uh, apparently there weren't too many creative people in that place. And uh, they love you. And uh, we're going to have to circumcise you. It's going to be okay, though. Uh, luckily, I, I was when I was a baby. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, he's, I mean, he had to face this. I mean, you're talking about losing hundreds and hundreds of men. People going to church. Mostly women. You know, I'll, I'll pick you up later, honey. <laughs> You know, because men would have to be circumcised. This would be tough stuff right here. And so James stands up. I love this. He says, when they had finished, James stood and said, brothers, listen to me. Peter has told you about the time God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for himself. And this conversion of Gentiles is exactly what the prophets predicted. And then he says this. I love this. He says, and so my judgment is, and this is extremely creative, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Isn't that beautiful? Let me tell you what it took. And this is so important for anybody that wants to be creative. Creativity takes courage. Creativity says, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to get vulnerable and I'm going to get courageous and go against what everybody else thinks because I know that this is where God is leading us. Creative churches, churches that adopt this quality of creativity are the ones who step outside the boundaries, they color outside the lines, and they don't mind making mistakes and go, well, that didn't work. 
I'm not going to do that again. And then try something else and then try something else until they get it right. In fact, the churches that are growing today are churches that have had a history of people that have colored outside the lines and have made tremendous mistakes, have learned from them, and have grown. And today they are creative as can be. In fact, i got to tell you, as good as we're doing, we are way behind on the creativity. I mean, we are a church that's very intelligent, which is great. But God says, I need you to be creative. I need you to mix that creativity with that intelligence. Don't let the intelligence get in the way of creativity. In fact, there's this quote by one of my favorite speakers and authors. His name is Erwin McManus. I, I'm going to put this up. I want you to digest this quote. It's so powerful. He says, it is astonishing to me that we have allowed people to take the Bible and turn it into a manuscript of conformity when it's really a manifesto of creativity. Wow. It's astonishing to me that we have allowed people to take the Bible and turn it into a manuscript of conformity when it's really a manifesto of creativity. What would happen if we would read the Bible as a manifesto of creativity instead of a manuscript of conformity? How would that change us as a church? How would that change us as uh, brothers and sisters in the family of God? How would it change the way we treat each other? How would it change the way we would do ministry? Finally, number four is that creativity is transforming. Did you know that? Have you ever considered the healing power of creativity? I am amazed. I'm amazed. I picked up a book written by a guy named Morris Venden that was given to me by my good friend, Pastor Fred. I hadn't read Morris Venden in a long time. Morris Venden has passed away. And I picked up this book, simple, How to Know God. And the words that he penned into this book brought healing to me. Have you ever sung a hymn, a praise song, that was written many, many years ago? And as you sang it, it brought healing to you. Have you, have you, ever, have you ever thought about this? Creativity does not have an expiration date. It is an amazing thing. This is why it's so important for us. I have this box that I bought in Panama, and it's all wooden, and it was really well done. It was crafted. And once in a while, I'll look at that box, and I think about the lady that I brought it from. It brings a smile to my face because it was kind of a funny exchange. And, and, and then I think about the art that went into this. Sometimes I feel guilty because I feel like I ripped her off, you know. But, but there's was, was like this amazing box, and I just look at it, and I think about the art that went in, and it brings healing to me. I mean, that's what's amazing about the Word of God. This book that was written... 40 different authors somehow collected together 
Now we can read it. And we can hear it. And we are told that the word of God does not return unto God void. Why? Because it is creative. God spoke and it happened. When you read God's word, it does something to you. I want to show you something. Uh, this is uh, Japanese art right here. It's called Kintsugi, I think. If you're Japanese, I apologize. Kintsugi. Now, let me tell you, let me read you what it says about it. Creativity is like Kintsugi, the Japanese art of the, that, transform, that transforms broken ceramics into beautiful works of recreativity. Re in other words, they take ceramics that have broken and then they put it together like beautiful creativity and they use these gold things and, 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 and it says, running through the pottery is this glittering evidence of the potter's past and the promise of its future. The gold and silver lines stand out against the muted tones of the, of the earthenware like the scars that tell the tales of our lives. All creativity all creativity from a Christian's perspective is like this kintsugi piece of art, isn't it? The art isn't really about the pottery. It's about pieces remade together. It's about restoration. That's like my life. My life is like that. This, these broken pieces put together, it's about fractures. It's about the ability to transform what was broken into something more beautiful than the original. Do you believe that? So, I got to tell you, the most, one of the most creative people that I know in my life, and I got dibs on her, is my wife. And, and, and what's amazing about it is that she can create all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's just unbelievable. She just comes up with, it, it, it's, she, she can create things with her words. She can create things that she paints. She can create things that she makes arts and crafts. I mean, she's constantly creating things. And that's the way her mind works. I mean, I am basically, if you think I'm creative, I'm, I'm really kind of like, you know, black and white compared to her, who's full color, when it comes to creativity. Now, uh, some years ago, my daughter was having a bridal shower. And my sister came from New York to Maryland to give her this vase that my mother had held dear for so many years from a place called Capodimonte, which is big. If you know anything about ceramics, it's a huge place in Italy where they make some of the most beautiful ceramics. They're very expensive. And as she is taking it out of the car, I'm not even sure what happened, but somehow all I heard was this vase. And everybody's freaking out. Not Nancy. Nancy's like, don't worry, I got this. I'm sorry that this happened, but don't worry, we got this. And so she begins to, 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 to take this stuff and put it in a thing. You know, my sister's freaking out. Brianna's like, uh, you know, got something happening here. And, and so she begins to do this, and, and she makes this beautiful plate out of it. And this is all pieces from that. Isn't that amazing? 
This is my life. <laughs> Broken pieces together. Now, as I was bringing it here, something happened. And I thought I would take this time to tell Nancy that she's got a little bit more work to do. Um, but the pieces are all here, honey. And, and we're just going to have to figure that out, right? Because that's my life. You guys are laughing back here, but be careful. Say with me, I am creative. Okay, now let's say it with authenticity. I am creative. Okay, now with a little passion. I am creative. Say with me, my job is to find out what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it smells like, what it tastes like, or what it feels like. That's my job, but I am creative. Creativity is not something we are called to so that we can reinforce his stature, statute or status. Creativity is something that we do because he is calling us near to him. Creativity, when expressed in whatever form, is when we are most like God. It invites the Holy Spirit to inspire us with his presence. So, we are creative. Father in heaven, Lord, let us bathe in your creativity, Lord. I know that there are some in here that don't think they have an ounce of creativity, but I know, Lord, that they are creative because they are your child. I pray, Father, that you would help each and every one of us discover our creativity and help us to put it into practice as we minister to our community, Father. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.